You're listening to the Mailbox Money Podcast with Cody Burton and Rebecca Scott. We have our first guest. This is super exciting. Whoop, whoop. Yes, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Tanner, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and why you're here? Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Went to school in Pueblo, Colorado for four years. Played soccer there. hey Didn't get as many D1 scholarships as you, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got into real estate here with Alice shortly after that. Um, moved to Colorado Springs, and now I'm real, like a rookie investor there. Um, rookie realtor as well and kind of learning anything I can about real estate. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So what got you into real estate? So when I was growing up in Phoenix, Arizona and on the summer, sometime in the winters, of course it's 120 degrees there, um, I would help my dad do some of the rehab projects that he was working on and he was like a GC, but I didn't know he was a GC back then until now. <laughs> so that's how I got my start. And then didn't want to be doing that side of things. I like the more negotiating, helping out client side. So so was he a GC for his own properties or for other people? Uh, he did a few of his own, but more for other people. So did, mm-hmm. does your parents, did they teach you how to do real estate and like how no. to invest in it? Uh, they, they gave me books. They and gave you books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most that I got, really. My mom doesn't really know anything about real estate. Sure. But she has more properties than me at the moment. Ah, so <laughs> good for your mom. Good for yeah. your mom, absolutely. <laughs> so what got you interested in real estate? What like thinking of all the different career paths you could take? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was growing up, my dad would always say, "Invest in real estate. Invest in real estate. And that would mm. be a, the best investment for me." And so like I kind of like, oh yeah, I understand. But like I'm a young kid at the time, I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And then once I was like in about to graduate, then I realized, oh, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And everything, like, my mind changed. And I was like, oh, this makes so much more sense. All the equity I'll be gaining, plus the cash flow if I do everything right. And then the long-term appreciation as well. It's like, that's what I want to go after. Instead of playing these other games here and there, this is something I think I can focus on and be good at. Cool. So So Tanner started working at Atlas when? One year ago. My one year is coming up. All right. Congratulations. Not even one year. Wow. Good for you. (laughs) Thank you. So here at Atlas, we have a joke that if you don't buy a property in the first 12 months, you get fired. Um, Is it a joke? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Should we test it? Um, Tanner didn't want to test it, apparently. (laughs) I have done two. Hey, that's amazing. So you bought two this year. Uh, yeah. So my first one was before I started Atlas, okay. like a month before. And then my second one was two days ago. So your first one, tell us about that one. How did mm-hmm. you do it and what did you buy? Yeah. So that was right when I was about to graduate and I had read with Shed Poor Dad was like, I need to buy a property because also rent is ridiculous for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had no money as well. So I put zero down into this deal. Amazing. And my mom put everything in we did it like 27 percent down which is not the best idea but it was our first one we were learning and stuff so mm-hmm. and it ended up me having a lower payment mm-hmm. so i could save for my next one sure so it worked out on my standards absolutely and it was just a two bed two bath condo on the east side of springs um 1100 square foot and i found my roommate online and i ended up paying most of like utilities and then some like capex i throw in there mm-hmm. around 400 for me and then um saved up in order to get my second property. So when you brought your roommate in, how much was your roommate paying? My roommate is in the primary bedroom with primary bath with walk-in closet and utilities are included and it's 1075 is how much he pays me a month. And then 
I pay the rest of the mortgage and which is how much? It's around fourteen hundred total. Okay. And then with however utilities go, um, I pay the rest of that basically. So your mortgage is somewhere around twenty four. No, no, no. My mortgage is eight eighty, and then HOA is two sixty. HOA includes water, and so I pay electrical and gas is around one hundred and fifty in the winter recently. So your all-in payment each month is what? 1400 And so your roommate pays 1075 Yes. And you're paying a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, that's great. So that's how you were able to save for your next property, mm-hmm. right? And so how long you own this one for a little over a year? Is that what you're saying? My first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was April 2021. And then you were able to save up how much in that year so you could buy the next uh-huh. one? So I was at around eight nine thousand dollars then, and I saved up for this next one. I put twenty seven thousand down, so like twenty two thousand. Incredible. That's yeah. how much I saved. It was a lot of budgeting, a lot of saving. Um, I had to be very like meticulous with how I spent things and mm-hmm. all that um, in order to do my next deal. But I couldn't do an FHA loan on it. Actually, I had to take a loan from my grandpa in order to make it happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that. Tell mm-hmm. us why. I couldn't do FHA because they had a rule that it had to be more than 100 miles away from my condo mm-hmm. on the east side. So that meant either Denver or Pueblo. And I didn't want to go into Pueblo. Um, and Denver was a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. You so, want to come join us up in Denver? <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, since I was co-signing with my mom as well, the co-signer has to live in the multifamily property. Mm. So that was another option since that I couldn't do since she's in Texas. So I had been talking with my grandpa for a couple months now about doing an investment deal with him. It was mm-hmm. more of like, let's do a flip or let's do something where you give me cash, I pay you back mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it just happens that I was all going down as long as, as well as me talking with him that I was like, can you just do this? So I loaned around 60000 from him and I'm going to pay him back monthly mm-hmm. um, and we're going to figure out I kind of want to pay it down sooner mm-hmm. so then I can get more money and do it again with them mm-hmm. and go from there. Awesome. That's great. So tell us a little bit about your property. I know it's a duplex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Give us some feedback. What's the property like? How'd you mm-hmm. find it? Yeah. So I found it on the MLS and it was actually under contract and then it fell through because there's a couple cracks in the sheetrock that the previous buyer was worried about, um, but it wasn't anything of me to worry in. Everyone that looked at it was like, that's a simple fix. You shouldn't have to worry about that. And so it's three bedroom, two bath, um, 1,300 square foot in each unit. Okay. And one car garage as well. Great. Mm-hmm. And then it needs, it's built in 1985, so it needs a full rehab everywhere um, in terms of flooring, kitchen, paint, all bathrooms. Mainly just cosmetic, nothing major. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I just don't have any money to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> So are you going to live in one side? I am living in one side, and I have roommates lined up already, too. Amazing. Um, And we all move in this weekend. Okay. Fantastic. Congrats. Thank you. So are you going to do a live-in, like, flip? A live-in flip. I've thought about it. I don't know exactly what I want to do yet. I'm still Mm -hmm. brainstorming on ideas, Mm because I kind of want to do a short-term rental with it, Mm -hmm. because it is zoned R2, and it has a nice view of Pikes Peak right there, and a lot of privacy compared to other properties in the neighborhood. 
Are you allowed to? Because I know Colorado Springs has weird Airbnb laws where it has to be so far away from other ones mm-hmm. and weird stuff like that. It's 500 feet away feet. from yeah, okay. another non-owner occupied. Okay. Um, but even though I will be owner occupying it, I'm going to try and get the non-owner occupied permit just to reserve mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So then when I do go, I don't have those worries of like, oh, I'm not going to get it or what do I have to do to get it? Sure. Yeah. Situation. That's a good idea. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. We had a duplex in the Springs that mm-hmm. we were going to do um, short-term rental with, mm-hmm. and it was zoned correctly. Everything was right, and we found out there was another short-term rental. Just it was like a hundred feet yeah. too close, mm-hmm. and so yeah, go ahead and reserve that. Get mm-hmm. it tied up. That way, it gives you options for the future. Yeah. What did you do? Did you like get rehab stuff going on all of it already? On and ours, all set. Yeah. No, I mean it was one of our nicer duplexes. Anyway, we mm-hmm. had negotiated a pretty large credit with the seller. We oh, okay. got a lot. Um, done there because the property was kind of in rough shape Mm -hmm. and so we got it rehabbed really well and then just because of the area it made sense Mm -hmm. even if we were going to do it as a longer term rental to make it a little nicer so we put in granite we put in higher end flooring higher end Mm -hmm. fixtures that sort of thing so it really just needed to be furnished it kind of could do either or okay did you do can you do midterm on it then we can do midterm yeah which is something we may do in the future we actually Mm -hmm. found a tenant that's really good so Then it works out. Yeah, we'll probably hold on to them until they move out and then look mm-hmm. at more of a midterm rental. Mm-hmm. And it's good you brought up seller concessions because I didn't mention that earlier. So I got 9000 in seller mm. concessions, so I didn't have to pay for any closing costs. Amazing. And then an, an extra 1000 went towards my down payment as well. Great. So that saved. Fantastic, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the plan now? You've got this property. You've got three doors now. Yes. And you're how old? 23. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Um, huge accomplishment. I wish I was 23 and had three doors. So what's kind of your game plan with it all? Are mm-hmm. you do you are you intentional about what you're going to do next? Or are you more of a let's see what happens in the next year and go with the mm-hmm. flow and whatnot? Yeah, I want to try and get another property. Every year I want a house hack. Sure. I just need to figure out how I'm going to get enough money to do it. And then I need to remodel this one mm-hmm. somewhat. If I do short-term rental, it'll need to be a full rehab. If I just continue long-term, maybe not as crazy in prices. Mm-hmm. But um, And then one tenant is already about to move out as well, so I can increase rents because they were really low. They're like fourteen fifty, and they should be around sixteen fifty, seventeen hundred around there. Um, so that'll be a good increase, and it'll save me while I'm living in it as well. I'll have to pay a little yeah. bit less, which right now I'll have to pay around 900 just to live in it. Which is amazing because... What do you know? What the average rent is in Colorado Springs? Mm, two bedroom, one bath would be around twelve fifty. And then a three bedroom, two bath. Do you know? Seventeen hundred. Amazing. And so you're, you said you're gonna. It's gonna cost you nine hundred to live there, right? Yes. And so you're moving in there. You already have roommates lined up from mm-hmm. day one. So that's yeah. awesome. What are you doing with your condo? You mentioned you have a roommate there. Are you? Yes. Do you have a roommate taking over that empty room mm-hmm. or? How are so you doing it worked out perfectly where he's actually buying a condo right across the parking lot. Mm. So he's moving out in about two weeks. Okay. Right when his lease is up in the end of June as well. So I kind of timed it almost perfect there with me moving out, him moving out, and getting all tenants in the, the duplex. So then my next step will be to fix it up a little bit. There's like some minor repairs with some of the... The trim needs touch-ups on and yeah, the walls. Those small Sort of things. things is always... Yeah. And then find tenants. 
So I haven't actually done that yet, where I, it's always just been a house hack that mm-hmm. I find roommate tenants. Mm-hmm. So this will be my first time getting actual tenants. So if you have any advice. Gotcha. I we do it. have advice. <laughs> and so is your plan to rent the whole thing to a single tenant, not rent by the room? Likely, That's the idea. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can def- we've shared some stories there in the past. Some horror stories. <laughs> Don't get tenants that steal your identity. Yep, that's a solid start. Yep. Um, my big advice, you know, it's always tempting to rent to friends. Um, don't to rent to anybody that you aren't going to be able to hold accountable, whether it's to taking care of the property or, you know, if you want to give a discount to them or any, like, rent to people you should rent to and, you know, mm-hmm. do what's best for your investing picture there. Mm-hmm. Always run credit. Always run background check. Mm-hmm. always, always, always call their referrals okay. or their references, not their mm-hmm. referrals. Uh, Make sure it's not just them on another line. Yeah. <laughs> People do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but check, checking references is huge. Um, that would be one that I wish mm-hmm. I would have done better at. Okay. And what do you do for requiring how much they make in terms of how much the rent payment is? Well... It doesn't really matter how much they make. I mean, mm-hmm. you can check that if you would like, mm-hmm. but oftentimes you you just put up on Zillow or wherever you're going to market it how much rent you want, and then mm-hmm. they say yes, and they sign a contract saying that they have to do it. Okay. Right? Yeah, I know Atlas PM always does about two and a half times, and that's when we self-manage is what we kind of held to as well. So whatever the rent is, you know, two and a half times that. Mm-hmm. And you can ask for pay stubs. You can totally check that. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about your first place. We talked about your first duplex. Um, what kind of informs your long-term goals? You know, a lot of times I feel like I talk to clients and they know they want to get into real estate. They know they want to own a few doors. They know it's a good investment. Uh, but then when it comes to actually talking about like, what are your goals? It's crickets. I'm assuming you probably have some being that you've been around Atlas. It's probably not cricket. So yes. <laughs> what uh, what informs your kind of long-term goals and buying decisions? Yeah. So my long-term goals are within the next 10 years, I would like to have around 20 to 30 units. Okay. So I'm primarily working on buying a lot of multifamily. So that's why my next move was to get the duplex. And ideally, I would like to go into another duplex, triplex, quadplex, something along those lines before scaling to like a 12 or 10 or whatever it may be. More commercial units, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I know since I'm young right now, I don't need to worry a lot about cash flow. And so once I'm a little bit older, all these units I am buying will cash flow a lot more so that Mm -hmm. I can rely on it a bit more. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like so many people focus on cash flow and don't mm-hmm. really realize like, hey, I'm in my 20s or I'm in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. Like right now is kind of a building era. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's really smart of you mm-hmm. to kind of think about it that way. And then I've always known that in Colorado, especially Springs and Denver, aren't the biggest cash flow markets, but they're big on appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were you, did you have this ideology and that's how you found Atlas or did Atlas help shape some of that? Uh, They helped shape a small part of it. I had a lot of it based off of listening to podcasts and reading books. And that's actually how I met Atlas Mm. was through this website called Bigger Pockets Mm -hmm. and was on there networking with people, met Jacob Mueller through Mm. that. That's how I got to Atlas and then all the investment side of things just kind of reinforced what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. It was like, okay, this is the place I want to be. I feel great here. 
and just liked everyone and what their ideas were and just got all the juices flowing to very nice so did you go to call you went to college down in pueblo Mm -hmm. what did you graduate in finance and economics okay so did you always know you wanted to kind of be in this realm of some sort yeah to to some extent yes cool very cool atlas is really good at getting people who are fascinated in real estate and building wealth and then just like completely flipping the script on them um so many people that have started working here have thought that they had an ideology of what they want to do and then it's like we flip it and say actually you don't want to buy an apartment you want to buy a fourplex Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be you're like don't buy a stock market buy this house instead Mm -hmm. so it's always interesting to hear how it's affected and changed your your uh thought on this yes yep Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know that i would necessarily say flipping the script at least how i look at atlas in my time here is that one thing we do really well is we stretch people. So we get people that say, oh, I want to buy an apartment. I know I want to buy real estate. And then being around Atlas, it's, well, why buy an apartment when you could buy the whole building and buy all four units? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing I really appreciate about being here. And, you know, they talk about, like, iron sharpens iron, right, when you have people stretching you and kind of pushing to bigger goals. And even not buying luxury or things that are turnkey properties, Mm -hmm. right? That's what I probably would have um, gravitated towards is something that I don't have to do any work to because Mm -hmm. it's easier. Oh, totally. Right? And that's what makes a real estate investment a better deal when there's a value add to it because then you'll get more appreciation and your, um, what is it, like your forced appreciation when you do a rehab, correct? Like your sweat equity kind of? Sweat equity, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you want, any nuggets of knowledge for people out there that are contemplating doing the Mm -hmm. same thing that you're doing? Yes. It really wasn't as hard as I originally thought, especially since I was the real estate agent on the deal, too. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, acting as the buyer and the agent and everything. And I kind of just took an hour out of my day to do it and make it happen. And once you crunch the numbers and you see, oh, like, I'll only be paying this much, but, like, my mortgage payment's being paid down, it just makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. And then always track it as well. Definitely track your budget, all your expenses, and keep things in order so you don't make any big mistakes. Yeah. And I I think that is key advice, especially for people that are your age. You know, I know we've both talked about this on the podcast before. Like, if we could have known what we know now and actually implemented it at – in our early 20s, mm-hmm. like how much farther we would be along. Totally. So I think that's kind of inspiring right there because there's so many younger 20s you talk to and it's like, yeah, that'll be great, you know, 10 years from now. Yeah, when I do talk to people in the younger 20s um, and I tell them what, do- what I'm doing, they're almost like impressed, like, oh, dang, like, you're really doing that? I'm like, yeah, you can do it too. I can show you how to do it. Like, yeah. it's not that tricky. You just have to be willing to put in the work and a little bit of effort and you can make it happen. And be inconvenienced. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't want to be inconvenienced, and that's why they don't want to house hack, Mm -hmm. right? And that's – house hacking is inconvenient. You have to move. You have to live in places that maybe you wouldn't normally want to live in. Mm -hmm. You have to share a bathroom with someone you you want to share a bathroom with. That's where I draw the line. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
you you're too far removed from those college days. <laughs> no, just kidding. House hacking is great, especially if you are in your early twenties. Share that bathroom. <laughs> and when you just come from being in a dorm room or like living with roommates, it's easy to keep it going and keep totally. it steady of still having roommates. Because once you get too far away from it, it's hard to come back. Mm. That's a really good point. I've never thought about that. So it's almost better to jump into it in your early 20s because you're kind of more used to mm -hmm. that lifestyle yeah being inconvenienced yeah you know um, when you get used to luxuries of having your own toilet it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to uh, to go back um so is are you looking forward to showing your friends and other clients how to do this as well or mm -hmm. do you like do you prefer working on the investment side when you're actually transacting on deals or do you like the the first time home buyers who are more retail? Mm -hmm. I like the first time home buyers that f are for investments because that's exactly mm -hmm. what I am. Mm -hmm. So getting them to house hack and explain my story of how I did it, how I found tenants, and all the inner workings of the numbers is what I'd prefer to do mm -hmm. and help more people do that because it is great for your investment future and even in the short term of having to pay less in rent. As yeah, well. mm -hmm. absolutely. Anything else that you want to tell all your fans? Uh, you can follow me on social yeah, media. There you go. <laughs> Shameless plug. Gotta, gotta plug, plug all the social media. It yeah. is my Instagram is my name Tanner underscore pile up real estate. Love it. Um, as well as my blog too is pileuprealestate.com. I talk about any type of investing or how to go through the home buying process and what to look for. So definitely check it out. And then on LinkedIn, you can follow me as well there. It is just my name, Tanner Pyle, and that is Pyle, P-I-L-E. Love it. Yeah, and I think you do a good job. So I kind of creeped on your blog before <laughs> we interviewed you, so I'd know what I was talking about. But I think you do a good job of breaking it down and making things like really easy to understand. So especially for kind of first-time homebuyers, first-time house hacker type investors, I think you do a really good job of making it, you know, kind of bite-sized pieces. Thank you. I so yeah, it. go check it out. That's my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Tanner, thank you so much for being here and congrats on your journey this far. We'll uh, check in maybe in a year and see what else you have going yes, on. Yes, I'd love to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being our first guest. So that's it for this week. Um, if you did enjoy it, don't forget to subscribe. We have lots more episodes coming. Uh, we are on all the social medias. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and uh, all the like. We love seeing who is listening, and we love getting ideas for new episodes. So shoot us uh, either a DM on Instagram, or we have our email, mailboxmoneypodcast at gmail.com. That's it for this week. Until next week, bye-bye.